five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. How goes the battle? It's going. Are you battling it out in Overwatch 2 or no? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm plebbing it up in Overwatch 1. How's that 66 <laughs> working out for you? Uh, oh, and Mr. Hero is pretty cool. I went up. So this this match I played earlier today, I kid you not, it felt like I was against a team of six Sims. Like yeah. we're, I played some Mr. <laughs> Hero, true. so it's possible. But uh, there was like TPs everywhere. There were turrets everywhere. If we killed a Sim, suddenly a Torb shows up. Mm. Like and but there was always at least one Sim around. And I don't know if it was that we couldn't couldn't drop that one Sim. Or if R and Jesus simply said, "This team must always have a Symmetra, and I will ensure so." The best games, but uh, yeah, give me. Some- I'm more of a no limits kind of guy. Mm. If I'm feeling it, I was. If I want to play like uh, arcade, I always enjoyed Winston on no limits because then you you basically oh, have instant man. or the eternal. Stall. You just constantly are hopping around the map all the time. It's so fun. Yeah, that's that's when it comes down to overtime, and I feel like yeah, it never uh, yeah, ends. We need to. Yeah, you get the Winston Lucio mm-hmm. combo and you just stall it for like a yeah. month. Uh, speaking of stalling it for a month, uh, the Vancouver Titans schedule is going to come to a complete stall. Well, not maybe <laughs> for a about. month, but it's going to happen. Uh, Toronto Defiant, though, they don't have to worry. They have not yet stalled out. They are still moving forward. They're not necessarily doing mm-hmm. it the easy way, mm-hmm. but they're moving forward. And therefore... Things are okay in the six. So what, two weeks ago, something right in the six. Last week, something's okay in the six. Now it's more things are okay in the six. It's like fine, but we're moving slowly. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get into uh, the reviews of those matches in a quick second. Uh, not a whole lot else is really going on around in the world of the Overwatch League. Uh, Overwatch 2 action, obviously the two of you have been playing it. I have not. Uh, apparently a round of beta invites went out today. I did not get one. And yes, I completely know I could buy the watch point pack. And yes, it's very good value. Gosh, darn it. Principle. Yeah. I, I, yeah. With my steam deck, I, I didn't get that much time, uh, play the beta, but yeah, maybe I'll try to play. No one likes a yeah. I, I need to try overwatch on, on the steam deck. That, that will be fun. Can you, okay. I know you can load titles into steam. Can you load Overwatch through Bnet through you, the Steam client? You, I don't think so. You would have to install Windows on it and uh, play it that way. But I did see it run pretty okay. greatly on, on mm-hmm. somewhere. Some guy got it to run. So Interesting. Well, while you take a moment to, to research all of mm-hmm. that, uh, Jordan and I, we're going to start uh, pushing this payload. Moving the payload! Join me! So the weekend of uh, action uh, got underway with the Toronto Defiant taking on the Los Angeles Gladiators. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, simply back up what I said last week. I had the Toronto Defiant winning three, two. And I think for a very Mm -hmm. brief moment, that possibility did exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Elias was great for them. I agree. Yeah, I mean, like when I was looking at my notes, I'm like Toronto and control. I mean, the Glads didn't look all that inspired um, for that one map, and I like I was watching it, and I'm like, okay, you got Hisu on the Sombra. This hasn't gone very well uh, in the past against a, a top tier team, but you know, quite honestly, it wasn't wasn't a problem map problem whatsoever i mean he was able to go and um get the hacks off as need be yeah. uh he was able to go and and uh harass 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 yeah. um, somehow we got also I, I think on that ruins map both uh mega health packs on that side and finale mm-hmm. was just in their backyard just flipping from one uh, pack to mm-hmm. another immortal uh, uh dracer so yeah it was looking good for them there was there was a little bit there where it was like did Toronto just break Los Angeles, really jumping on, on shoe and skewed? And it was very much like, why, why haven't other teams been playing like this? Like, like, wh- why are these the first people to think, oh, let's dive their back line? Um, yeah, Overwatch is easy. Uh, yeah, totally. But, but I mean, yeah. things quickly turned as well. Well, I was going to say, I didn't say quickly well, turn, because I mean, when we get into King's Row, we were seeing true. more of the same, but we, what we were seeing was he sue mm-hmm. not on Sojourn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, arguably, the Defiant had the Glads completely, you know, mm-hmm. stalled out until Patafin decided that he wanted <laughs> to win today. <laughs> and his sojourn uh, right-clicked yeah. two or three heads. Uh, Toronto carried on the team fight behind while Patafan's just like, okay, I'm going to just drive mm-hmm. this payload forward. Mm. And... You know, what went from Toronto having it won to suddenly the Gladiators simply pushing through. And it was there that we finally saw Husu switch over to the Sojourn, but it just seemed to me to be a little too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a little bit of a, of a clock uh, work on that defense from Toronto. It looked good, uh, but I agree. It's, it's funny. Um, it reminds me how, like, o- Overclock from Sojourn is like the new Dragon Blade. Where no matter what goes mm-hmm. on, every fight is winnable if you have the right player clicking the heads, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I think it's also without nano, right? You just like they people, yeah, it was without yeah. Nano. So so I think uh, they need to 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 reconsider this uh, particular alt uh, clearly. I mean, and yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think the sojourn we're seeing now is the sojourn we all expected to see at the beginning of the season. Like this is this yeah. is what we wanted, right? We want to see new hero played by the best of the best and right this ability that these players seem to have to just click heads with that not even just with the overclock but once her like uh her secondaries charged up it's just Mm -hmm. disgustingly destructive honestly but in the the issue i have with sort of these like yeah i have no problem with soldier being played but where if you have a team who is getting high value soldier (laughs) You, you, quite frankly, need to ensure you're getting equivalent value with your two DPS mm-hmm. on the opposite side. Um, that's how much value Sojourn really is able hard. to provide yeah. right now. And then when we look on Toronto's attack, I mean, really, Toronto had the the payload just rolling along, and I think they had, what, 20 minutes or so on point three, or point two, sorry, and... Suddenly they have nothing, but again, this is yeah. Patahan mm-hmm. going ham, 
<laughs> and he's on the other side on Hanzo, yeah. not getting anywhere near the same amount of value. I'd say, uh, like, especially in Kings Row, Hodbo was the DPS for Toronto. He's, he was getting mm-hmm. value, was getting a lot of picks, but you're right. There is just not the same amount of impact. Uh, I mean, Hanzo is good. Um, there are some maps where he works better, but not as good as, you know, oh, I got ult now. Let's kill three people mm-hmm. just like that, you know? So. In, in a lot of these... A lot of these matches, it really feels like if if you don't have a Sojourn player or you don't pull, if one team pulls her out, then the other one has to as well, like just to try and match it. Mm-hmm. Well, not no one so much try as match it, but you have to get the equivalent sure. value. But what's the easiest way to how, do that is how is much of pull a pull her out on your team as well? I think more often than not, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean. Well, think like on the DPS side, like what heroes can can get those sort of two quick kills? Um, Widow could probably mm-hmm. click a couple Hanzo. heads. Uh, Hanzo, if you happen to Genji, with you know, a couple heads. But I'm not without an, without an alt because all yeah, yes, without. overclock any alt can do it. But we think of Sojourn. Sojourn yeah. has the ability to like to delete players. Mm-hmm. She's she is in this weird space of where she's like you know kind of like Ash with a little mm-hmm. soldier mixed in. And the ability then with overclock to, to mm-hmm, widow what sure. up. And I think, you know, you have to play a hero yeah. like that and get that value. I think people don't even like, uh, still, people did not really adjust how to play, not as Sojourn, but against in, in yeah. both of these <laughs> map matches. Yeah, the one that we'll discuss uh, later against Paris that Toronto played, it seemed like every fight just started out with. You know, someone being not in the right place, in, in the wrong place, getting picked out uh, f- to get him picked. So people maybe underestimate her a little bit. Uh, if you don't, if you underestimate her, you lose the yeah. fight, and I, I think that is clear. Especially if you go up against someone like Patty Fan or, or uh, Kai, right? There are mm-hmm. some of these players who just you know already know how to to do that more effectively than others. And you know when we see that that loss on on King's Row, it, it felt like to me like the the bubble burst because you know we we see them go into to call a C or Circuit, Circuit Rail, Rail was burst. the bubble for me that burst. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, it okay, still close. To me, right? it, it didn't feel. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, King's yeah, Row yeah, felt exactly. close. Yeah, yeah. And Circuit Rail was Ooh. not. <laughs> But I think that when I talk sort of about the bubble sure. bursting, it's as almost as if they like, is it possible Toronto went into this? Like this was the best that we could throw at them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they had an answer. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, in it's semantics at that point, because Los Angeles essentially hopped in that car um, as if, you know, they were an <laughs> F1 team <laughs> and, you know, brought it all the way home. Um but we were seeing, you know, we saw the double sniper both ways. Um, we saw the Sigma. Like, I just, I, I, I understand the double sniper is a pl- way to yeah. play. But with the Sigma, it seems odd because of how the, essentially Sigma is eliminating one of them. Yeah, maybe it's the fact that Ans came in and they really felt the need. Something about that Widow uh, specialist coming into the fray and you feel like, oh, I got a 1v1. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what usually happens on on uh, circuit route, anyways, right? It's like that yeah. designated uh, widow well, the, map. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm not. I'm, I have no issue with the widow mm-hmm. in there, but when you have the widow Hanzo, mm-hmm. I feel that you're you're very reliant on neutra- having someone else neutralize the sigma, sure. or you're essentially using so much of that sort of deep mobility to try to pick off a Zen, a Bap, um, Brig. I mean, those are sort of really the three support Anna. We do see actually quite a bit too, but like I, I just feel that. You're also then giving up that sort of, you know, middle fight. And if you're if you're unable to slow them down, the advantage does start to swing towards the attackers, mm-hmm. because if if that middle ground is one on attack, you as Hanzo and Widow, you're having to go and withdraw, and it's a constant, you know, yeah. give up your high ground, give up the space, give up the real estate, because those two heroes aren't going to be able to to get any form of, of fight. Yeah, it felt like Toronto felt a bit deflated. We saw towards the end some alts just being mm-hmm. you know, thrown away, really, and um, really uninspired and not really putting up a fight in this map. What are you talking about? The dragons? I mean, those dragons got great value. Was yeah. it the between points, you know, one uh, and two or whatever? It was dragon. They got plenty of space. Yeah, that's right. Lots of that space. was the intention of the altar. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it, so they essentially, because Casty wasn't in, in there to to, to <laughs> ha- cause them to scatter. Got it, got it. But um, I mean, beyond the fact that uh, Circuit Royale was <laughs> like it was over before it almost. I mean, not over before it started. Mm-hmm. But once once the gladiators just pushed that car with Toronto, just kind of threw what they were like one after the other, just going in, mm-hmm. not coordinated, nothing really going on. Well, you know, considering how many times we've seen this map finish, I often wonder if that attacking team gets all three. Does the, does that, you know, second team just sort of say, okay, let's move on to the next one. Sometimes. Because I don't think we've, we've seen two teams go all the way. Or if we have, it's been very rare. Yeah, very rare. Um, Something about... This map type just doesn't quite, you know, unless you're getting demolished outright, like it, it did happen a few times. I think Vancouver mm-hmm. um, did lose uh, once like that before. Um, yeah, sometimes if you get that initial push, I think Avril said it's like a 60 meter mark, but we also saw that change a little bit. Something about that last map um, just didn't didn't work out. Uh, they just came alive. I think like they're best fights happen in OT. Just kind of sad. Uh, too little too late, you know. And then mm-hmm. once you go back in OT, you're like, okay, uh, here they come. Here, glad It's like inevitable, right? They had all the ults. Uh, Doomfist went in with an ult. They had the nano. They had, you know, the tracer doing, doing trouble, uh, making a lot of noise in there. So, yeah. You just need to be very, very lucky or have no you know, perfect execution, which is really hard to do in a game like Overwatch. So, yeah. And then when we get into Coliseo, I mean, I actually didn't think Toronto played horribly, but the big difference was that when the Glads want to fight, they were pushing the barrier. When the Defiant want to fight, they were escorting a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's just the nature of it. It's, it's, it's annoying, but you got to get that first, big push and if you don't 
it always feels like an uphill battle. Uh, I don't know how they balance it out, but you know, it's it's like a yeah. It, it feels like there's a, a you're going uphill all the time. Yeah, I well. It, I was actually wondering as I was watching this, because one of the things that the gladiators took advantage of was the advancing spawn. When the robot turns around, you don't lose the advanced spawn until the robot passes the point, right? It had me wondering, would it not be more beneficial to balance that out by the moment the robot turns directions, you lose the advanced spawn. Mm Hmm. So you, like actually, you have it while you're fighting, while they're contesting. But cause because if you think about it, that advanced spawn is what's allowing for mm-hmm. that fight to happen before the robots even Maybe. made it back midway. And even if you've lost it, you've already got a number of people back in a much better position to engage and to sort of mm-hmm. start the stall. Maybe. Like in this particular map, I mean, again, I didn't feel Toronto did poorly, but they would win a team fight. And while escorting, they needed to win another just to get to their right. barrier. And whereas the gladiators, because they got that initial push, that wasn't something they ever really needed to do. And every time that they would then win that subsequent fight, you know, the butt scratching bot hadn't quite made it even halfway. So they, they still have this, this advantage. Just, in, just in don't, don't lose distance. the fight. Easy as that. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> And just Start just winning. win the first fight and then push the barrier all the way Take to the end. Heads. Easy. I, I guess, I, I mean, maybe because the bot, during those fights, he turns around quite often before he actually gets to the barricade. Maybe it'll cause a lot of split spawns. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Um, I'm not yeah. sure what's the solution for but that. I, but again, I mean, despite all of this, I mean, Kevster and Patafan were just feeding. Um and even if the team fight went Toronto's mm-hmm. way, they'd turn that bot around with maybe one or two, often without support. Right? It just diff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh no, that means Toronto loses three one. They did not get the three two win that I had hoped. Yep. They lose three one, but arguably if they were to lose a match. That was probably the one mm-hmm. that they would lose. We'll get to the Paris match in a moment. But prior to that, the Vancouver Titans were in action against the San Francisco Sox. They're one match of the weekend. Uh, I gave the Vancouver Titans a map. I did too. I think they had a map mm-hmm. in them to win mm-hmm. the way they played. Um, but uh, the Shock are just a better team. I mean, they, in the in the first map, I mean, the Mikey ball was disrespectful. Then <laughs> the traffic that was pretty funny, and I'm all for it. That's pretty funny. A lot, a lot of banter going on in chat as well. Oh man, I, see, in a, as, as I was watching this, and we've talked about this before, Vancouver, if they have if they have Mir, it's doom, and Mir's in, it's doom. I mean, it's 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 broadcast, it's <laughs> telecast. You know what's coming. They've, they've outright sent carrier pigeon. Exactly. And there is no adaptation that takes place. If false is in, false is giving you all sorts of different looks, but none of them is sufficient enough to make this team competitive. Whereas if Mikey's in, yeah, Mikey goes ball, Mikey might go monkey, <laughs> Mikey could go Rhine, right? If Kaluj is in, like there's, there are, they have tanks 
who have more than one look and are competent mm-hmm. with more than one look. Yeah. And I mean, this map, if, if you, if you watch that first, first map on Oasis, that was really the difference. The Vancouver Titans just could not adapt and, and San Francisco shot. I had her. a different take on this map, especially like Oasis. I feel like it had not much to do with the tank and, and I feel like it was a proper diff and he just, he just destroyed us. Uh, I felt like Titans were actually matching up pretty well until it was proper time and he just, there was, you know, a few, I think Titans got all the way to like 84% of capture and he just said that's enough and he destroyed like three, four people. Mm-hmm. And when they went to control center, the same thing. Obviously, Mikey had the great boops there and then creating the space. But it just like felt so disheartening to, to just see this kid and, and he's, he's incredible. He just like destroyed Vancouver and, and at least from, from Oasis, that's, that was my impression. That guy is just on a whole nother level. I was talking a lot about. Um, you know, Titans playing against great DPS and, and, and keeping up, but that guy, not really a lot of answers against him. Well, but I mean, I, I'm not trying to knock Mir here. I actually, since Mir has come into mm-hmm. this role, I felt that Mir is giving the Vancouver Titans. But I agree the, the, that, that there is, him. there is a certain type of, of rigidity when you, uh, get him in. And I just feel like I, I want, like I'm, I don't know if the Vancouver Titans can solve a proper, but if you have the ability to adapt on tank to either, either neutralize or become like, let's say on doom, like what, what can Mir ultimately do? He often dives in, he stalls. Mir is getting the oh, picks. He's a good doom fist, yeah. Yeah. Like it's just that while he's doing that, Everything behind him is collapsing. <laughs> the, the regular Doomfist one trick strategy: just ignore the team, go in, get a few, and 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 flame everyone in chat. Like I got gold limbs, right? That's what he's doing. Yeah, right. Four golds. Oh, but I mean, it, San Francisco, <laughs> they were they were in control. Uh, go into Kings Row. The Kings Row. So you see, Hanzo can work. You see. <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> just click them heads. Okay. The Vancouver Titans. How much time did they have going into the third it's point like, on attack? Was it three and a half, four minutes? Like it was. Yeah, some, it was like speed running. It was impressive. Like my notes here. Titans had too much yeah. time on well, attack. I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> Way too much time. My notes literally Titans too much time on attack dot 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 way too much time. Not not only that, but I feel like even in that final stretch where 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 uh, shock slowed Vancouver down, Vancouver multiple times got you know a pick or two mm-hmm. to begin the fight, and still somehow you know that uh, uh, diff came came in play. I'm not really sure why that happened. Well, so. You'll note, and this is something started to occur. It sort of, I don't recall it happening in Oasis too much, but San Fran. Cool, thanks, Siri. (laughs) Um, San Fran would get the first Mm -hmm. support pick, next support queue. Yeah, like we would see the the, like. Okay, so we're not gonna we're not gonna trans until we lose our battle. Questionable trans, yeah. Right, like I, I okay, fine. If the, the, the trans is necessary, why mm-hmm. not save your BAP? 
Like why, why exactly. sacrifice the bat to then, okay, I got to go and provide everything I got in me because we're like, it just felt to me that either it was panic or, or you had the support sort of talking to each other and coordinating, um, no, you know, like, yes, no off tank peels help, but like that started to occur more frequently. And it was again, too much time on the clock. I sort of wonder if the Vancouver Titans like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then once the alt economy started mm-hmm. to shift and San Francisco started to stabilize, Spawned the, the Titans well, were just, yeah. yeah, they were, I mean, they were throwing their, their head against a, a wall. Um, now still winnable, turn yeah. things around, right? Vancouver Titans did very, very well. I'm not entirely sure if they won a fight on defense. <laughs> they won right after they lost the first point, but uh, <laughs> they didn't win one of uh, many fights after that. And they had the beautiful, beautiful C9 special on that second. And I, I feel like that was hilarious because San Francisco Shock went all C9, C9, C9 in chat as well. It was hilarious to see and uh, sad too, <laughs> as a fan or as a podcast. Actually, so I, I I did have a Charlie Niner in my yeah. notes, but I didn't have. I forgot about the, the Kings row. They spammed my, it I, and chatted. Was amazing. Like, yeah, but but even despite that, Shock were just rolling. Yeah. I mean, Shock are better too. Oh yeah, and I, I'm I'm not knocking the Vancouver Titans after especially they were playing against one of the best. Season. Yeah, it looks like they're unbeatable for some reason. Yeah, but it's just it is it's kind of disappointing when you see the possibility. I mean, you think back to last week. I know it's worse to have you know two Charlie Niners cost you maps where you should have been up two well, zero. Just one here. Well, there's technically two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, one in, in coming as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which okay. I mean, let's talk about Gibraltar. Um, the Vancouver Titans. Oh, I forgot about Gibraltar. Until you just know, now. <laughs> they they didn't do horribly on their attack, right? Like they did everything they needed to to do the, to continue to win fights. I think. Um, I think they started on defense, a, though. No Titans. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. I mean, San Francisco just rolled. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of like, time, like three three minutes. Yeah, but the the Titans did everything on their on, that they needed to do. Aspire had sort of warmed up. Um, uh, Shockwave right. again was engaged. Um, they, they almost on, got to third just as fast, almost. Mm-hmm. Almost right, like, and so we go into. To uh, uh, the bonus escort, Vancouver Titans. They have it in OT. They push it through the door, and apparently, they had forgotten they were in overtime and weren't getting extra clock yeah. or something like that. <laughs> but my notes here at this point, because the 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 shock did have a lot of time, and with how the shock attack went, I'm like, Titans Charlie Niner in OT. Mm-hmm. Does it even matter? You just get extra points if it goes to overtime. Get a get a half I think point. Deep, yeah, Dipe Dipe should just tell them that if you get off the point, you lose the match. <laughs> Someone should tell them. <laughs> yeah, that's why you get a coach, yeah, right? I guess. Sorry, sorry. Wait, Omni. Can can you say that again? If you if get you off get the off point, the point you, win. you you lose. 
Oh, okay. That's right, right? <laughs> you win. If you're, if you're, uh. I mean, it seems to work in, in quick play. You're the opposing team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe we haven't really thought about the big picture here. The Seattle Surge have been actually doing pretty good. Could the Vancouver Titans be scrimming the Surge to help the Surge prepare? And in doing so, they've picked up the call of Overwatch habits we're seeing far too frequently. I don't know. This, the Charlie Niners, mm, they should scrim uh, Paris or watch their games. Paris right now, and it's a, I think it's a decent segue. I think they're the Titans just without the, the C9s. Uh, I'd say Paris is better. Well, yeah, yeah, that's probably. why they have one win. <laughs> well, no, but like having okay. I mean, I, I look. There's no way the the so talking about the Paris Eternal and the Toronto Defiant. The Toronto Defiant beat the Titans three one, maybe three zero. I think more confidently, um, and that's the, the Vancouver Titans playing better. But when we look at sort of the the Toronto Paris match. I had questions because we were seeing quite a lot of, again, the Hisu Ash Hanzo combination. We're mm-hmm. not seeing him go sojourn. Um, and it's not that the Hanzo was not working. It's that the opposing sojourn was, and where things start to shift is when Hisu goes sojourn. And as I put here, Hisu wakes up, die, defiant, do it different. Hisu falls asleep, <laughs> defiant, don't yeah. do it. I just think as a team they're not they're not looking too hot this stage this meta maybe is something that hurts them a mm-hmm. little bit maybe that's why they don't really often play what what uh, usually works well, the best they almost seem hard stuck in the twilight uh, <sighs> like I get twilight's on us next level but a lot of the comps mm-hmm. that they're they're producing almost seem to revolve around that as opposed to everything else around. And then I wonder if there's also this comfortability. Like we we saw the Hisu um, Sombra again. Um, we saw Hisu Ash, Hisu Hanzo. We're not seeing a lot of Hisu Sojourn. Um, hmm. I, is it is it was it is it come down to comfortability where the, the the players aren't in a position where they're confident in their own ability or just confident in the hero until they can do it better? Did like we, we not see Twilight jump on Zen in the Paris match? No, we in Paris, we do, but I feel that we see more Anna oh, than Toronto yeah, than we see out of yeah, any other teams. I think that's an element of right? it. Um, I, I I remember Custom like on, on the broadcast around. specifically saying he he said I want to see Twilight play more of the Zen because when they pulled out Zen, it seemed like yeah. they suddenly had that that little extra yeah. boost or that little bit of an edge to really control the play, and I I think that's. Frankly, I think that was pretty true. I think it, the same could be said about Sojourn. Again, right. it's that yeah, if you I, have a Sojourn in and someone is able to play her competitively, then you have that edge. If you don't, and especially if you don't and you're playing against one, that's when you're going to struggle. I think he even mentioned this in the Ilios map, and uh, and it's really weird to me. I think it's more. it has more to do with Chirong. Uh, that they want to put him maybe on the Lucio at some points, and then you can't really... you got to have that yeah. uh, Lucio-Moira composition for, for some reason. True. But when you have the Moira, when when Twilight is on the Moira, first of all, all that amazing impact that he constantly, constantly gets with sleeps and nades, that have. is only amplified in 5v5, it just doesn't yeah. happen. And especially mm-hmm. when you have like a, a Tracer 
and and uh in this in this particular map we had the echo nobody would check them because mm-hmm. like usually anna can put a lot of pressure on these I can take it even another, uh, uh, even further. When you look at the DPS that Toronto is running, they had, you know, a tracer of the, their own and someone who's like constantly in, in the back lines or, or playing away from from support. How do you heal them with a Moira? Mm-hmm. So is it just like a, you throw a ball? Yeah, is it just a thing that you you do to to sustain uh, our tank? I'm not really sure. It's uh, I didn't like it, especially when you go against a team like Eternal that you should be, you know. Dominating. Um, yeah. They started in Lighthouse, right? They had, uh, yeah, I think so. A lot of a, a lot of uh, um, Echo on that map, and and I was actually going to ask, what do we think about Echo? Because we've also seen Vancouver pull Echo out, and I just don't think, like, I think we have come far enough from Echo that yeah. the utility that it formerly provided, I, mean, I think, just doesn't stand up in this meta. If you're playing against the Lucio Mora, maybe you should play Echo, right? <laughs> yeah, well, true. My, I think so. I'll use like Shockwave when he first came in the league as the Echo specialist, mm-hmm. and how dominant he was in the early going. I don't know how Shockwave is, you know, what two years mm-hmm. removed now, but let's say he still has that mm-hmm. dominant Echo play in him. I think it works in a situation where you have someone like that that can get the full value out of mm-hmm. you know generating that alt and changing the sure. balance of of the five v five fight when suddenly there's you know two tanks mm-hmm. or you know the the double yeah. blade yeah. as it, it happens from time to time. Like I think that there's value there, but beyond that, like you're not like what are you getting out of Echo? Beyond maybe the ability yeah. to her, and what do you lose line. in playing her and not playing yeah. like a, a tracer soldier or something mm-hmm. like that? Right, it's another <laughs> thing to consider. Yeah, like I if, if I think you, you, yeah, you're right. Like let's say let's say you do a soldier and sojourn. Are you going to put an echo with with a soldier? Probably not. No, I mean you're 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 just not you're not getting the the, the output mm-hmm. necessary with that echo. Um, and you're almost reliant on your sojourn to do the heavy lifting, and the echo is more the, you know, mm-hmm. backup plan. Whereas with a with like a tracer, they can yeah. be doing different jobs quite effectively. Yeah, I I mean like the only times when it worked for them in Ilios was in Well, and even that was you know the ninety nine ninety nine, and they had to rely on on that Sombra mm-hmm. uh, ultimate at the end. Um, yeah, that one was very close, wasn't it? it the, seemed like it could this, flip to Paris at any second there. Well, I, I, in I, ruins, I think I saw the most horrible stretch of <laughs> Toronto play this season yet. Like there was a hundred and, uh, and zero, and they just couldn't do anything. They should have. They they should have won it one hundred to zero. Yeah. Like I don't understand how they lose that fight and it flips. Um, I mean, I know how it does. Toronto goes and decides. Okay, you can take the point. We're gonna go and uh, get the kills, but. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I mean, I jump ahead to to sixty six, but I think my notes here speak quite loudly as to how we also saw them play Ilios. Um, not so much Queen Street is Defiant had it won, and then they lost. How right? Like, I mean, if we if we go into to King's Row, you know, they reset. We're still seeing this Hisu Ash Hanzo combination. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're not 
seen, you know, the the switch over to Sojourn quite it's yet. It's just messy. Mm-hmm. But it, the thing about this is this is where Paris not being as an effective team as, let's say, a, a Los right, Angeles Gladiators. Right, exactly. The Toronto Defiant aren't mm-hmm. punished for the messiness here. Yeah, it felt like Toronto went down to the level of, of Paris here. Not to say like Paris is a, is a garbage team, right? But the, in terms of execution, the fights were... It was after watching the Gladiators match, and I rewatched them again before the podcast, it was a rough, rough match to, to look and, and take down notes. And I, you know, I, I, I was actually watching and I couldn't think of really any point in time on King's row, either direction that Toronto looked dominant. Um, nothing really uh, stood Hogba out. Was yeah, the, Toronto uh, dominating won. the H button to switch a hero. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> what does the H button do? But <laughs> to replace yeah. a hero, you win the Winston and the ball and, and <laughs> see, I play too much mystery. I didn't know that the H button actually <laughs> yeah. did that. Uh, oh but i mean if i if i jump into sort of 66 it felt to me like king's row the defiant how you know they, they got their map they've they've quote unquote settled down sure they've settled down to the level of the paris eternal they had this yeah. one like they they had they had the the advantage um, the only thing that that paris had going on was a ball to stall on and the payload Drew. With the brig. And, yeah, and apparently that was I enough. So. Like, I, and I, it was as if Toronto, like, you know, where you, maybe someone got up out of their chair to go refill their Coca Cola or something <laughs> it, it, like that. It felt like, like a push map for some reason, especially on that defense. Yeah. yeah it was just, it was so weird because, like, Toronto had had that one. Like, that was, that was theirs. Yeah. They were, they were going to go up, you know, two to one. And then suddenly, nope, Paris gets it through. And then next thing you know, ter- like, again, were they playing 4v5? <laughs> like, I, I, it felt so wrong because Paris had went from having absolutely mm-hmm. no time on the clock to having more time than Defiant did turning the corner and getting under that little overpass. And that's, I mean, the Defiant stalled out their attack there, and Paris was was able to, I mean, ultimately drop a whole bunch of Easter eggs. And uh, and zone the defiant away from the point. Yeah, I was genuinely worried having seen them lose that to that yeah, to good reason yeah. that way that when we were going into New Queen Street that the uh, defiant were going to lose to the Paris. It, it looked like it. It My was worries, dire for a while there. It was even amplified when Paris, you know, in, in a push they got that first big push. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my goodness, are they going to just well, roll over, bend over? And, and, but that thing is, what, well, and this is where Toronto yeah, did yeah. it different, yeah. right? In the what have we seen Toronto do where they've had success? They get they're the team that gets that first initial push, and then they simply continue to defend. Um, they give up a little territory, but they know they're going to get the bot sure. back and they're going to escort it. What they did here instead is, yeah, they had given up the big push, but then they found a way to win team. First team fight, yeah. Second team fight, and then once they sort of got that third fight won, then you have this sudden yeah. shift. Um, Hisu mm-hmm. has come alive. He is wide awake as Sojourn. He's now just dominating, and you know there is now the, I think the the play that we wanted to see from the Toronto Defiant. Two maps. It previous. really is like, I, I know they kind of joke about it on the cast and everything like that, but. 
when they say the he's his lease, you know, like once he's has like, it really is like he, I don't know, takes a stim pack or something. He injects himself with something and all of a sudden he turns it on. And usually it's, you know, lasts until the end of that round. And usually Toronto wins it. Um, it's really like once he turns it on for whatever reason, it's the boost that they need. But when it's not turned on and he's hanging back a little more, it's not like he's not trying. Like you see the guy playing, you even see him getting picks, but it's not to the same level. And it's just, it's a little bit like, why, where does it go? You know, <laughs> why aren't you more consistently like this? But I guess you, you can't expect that from everyone, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he needs more help. Yeah, maybe there there could be something else. You need to set it up a little bit because mm-hmm. when you're on that longer range hero, you want to get people in b- bad positions, mm-hmm. and that's where the tracer comes in. Maybe that's the part that wasn't working right. well for them. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, and especially against the map, I, I let's just talk about the fact that, that this is against. Uh, the Paris Eternal, who are not True. like a, a world-beating team, so you expect it to be no, but easier, I mean, right? But but if this had occurred against the Los Angeles Gladiators, where Hisu suddenly you know <laughs> popped the stem, Toronto beats like Toronto is beating, maybe mm-hmm. not beats, but beating the Gladiators, right? Like he 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 elevates this team, and it you know is to the point that I actually don't know the if we saw really a significant contribution from finale throughout this entire match. Not a lot. Yeah. I also disagree. I also disagree with that statement you made that if he takes this team, they beat they. No, no, no. I don't think they're, I don't think they beat the gladiators. But they put up more of a fight. But in, sure. Yeah. They sure. start, they start like it, it's the, the gladiators ultimately were, they're the better team. But if we see a much better effort, consistent effort, if we saw this, he that we saw in this glimpse against Paris, in with the gladiators, I think. Like again, I mean, is it a three-two possibility? Yeah, it's. Much I'm more, more concerned that this is just the level, and and this is just the worst team, and gladiators is just a better team, and this is these are the gaps. I do think that they do so, uh, did play a little bit down to to Paris's level here, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. more so than playing up to gladiators' level in in that previous match. Um, yeah, but like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Oasis, the way that they Hisu barely scraped it. By, oh, <laughs> man. Like, had they lost this, our tones here would have been much, much, much less forgiving. And they were really, really close. Mm-hmm. We saw them fall into the same habits they were in against Ilios. Like, Par- Paris seemed to be more organized than Toronto did. Um, but even then, Toronto Toronto is giving things away for free. Yeah. Right? Like the they were they were giving up they were giving up point caps. They were giving up uh they're making they're it giving up harder the, for the, themselves, yeah. Yeah, right? Like they were they were they were not doing themselves any favors. Paris was more than willing to take anything that was handed to them. And maybe this is where sort of the overconfidence comes into play. Like, hey, okay, whatever. Not you a big have nothing deal. to lose, right? Right. Well, no, no. And Paris yeah, doesn't. Pa- but like, if you're Toronto, like, Paris. looking. 
Yeah, and it's looking not so much looking beyond your opponent, but not respecting your opponent like you should. Like Paris is, I mean, they're no London, <laughs> but 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 they're no Vancouver. I think like Toronto going into this match before this match, they were like what one and two, one and three even, or yeah, they're not looking good. They shouldn't go into any. Uh, I mean, in this stage, right? They shouldn't go into any. Uh, uh, game like complacent yeah. at this point. Well, and especially like I, I was just looking at that to see Washington had lost one match this weekend at this point. But if Washington won on Sunday and Toronto had lost, then the two teams would have the same record and it would come down to the map differential who gets that eighth spot mm-hmm. and therefore goes to the midseason madness tournament. Um, so there's a definite chance that if Toronto lost to Paris, yes, you still need Washington to win against London the next day, but there was a definite chance that if they lost to Paris, they might be out of the tournament. Um, you know, they got the win, Washington didn't. So it appears a little more slanted towards Toronto being the better team, but this was such a close match. Like it could have easily yeah. flipped the who, other way. And the, the Washington-London uh, match was 3-2 in favor of London. Both of these matches were 3-2 uh, with the maybe non-favored team winning. I mean, London is doing Washington. very well right now. but Yeah, Washington isn't looking that great either. Yeah. I, I Washington, <laughs> Washington and Toronto are terrible well, right now. Like, Washington no, are going to lose to Washington are going to lose to Vancouver. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, gonna, don't don't, I'm gonna, don't jump there. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. <laughs> You just wanted to be the first Slow one to say there. it, didn't you? Exactly. I just We're all said thinking it. it. Bang. Okay. I just said it. So let's 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 get ourselves. Mm-hmm. Toronto does win. They they do pull it on Oasis. Mm-hmm. They get their three two victory against the Paris Eternal. And at That's the end of the day, yeah. a win is a win is a win. That means Toronto is, you know, into mm-hmm. to Project Aloha. Uh, Vancouver was already long and out. They were they were done. They lost their first match of the midseason madness, and they were eliminated. Toronto had to to work hard to make sure that they they got themselves in. So really, going into this weekend, um, the Toronto Defiant. I mean, I mean, looking at the standings, yeah, they're sort of playing for position. Um, the Vancouver Titans are just playing. But before we get to the Vancouver matchup, Toronto gets to take on the Shock. Mm-hmm. If the Toronto Defiant play like they did against either the Gladiators or even worse, the Paris Eternal, it's a shock. It's quick. It's over. It's 3-0. I could be, you know, really sucking back some opium <laughs> here. But if Toronto pulls things together, I think the shock are beatable. I don't. <laughs> uh, me neither. It's a 3-1. I have it as a L. It's are, are we doing our our, our pickums now? Because <laughs> yeah, okay. So on these three ones, shock. What do you I, have? I don't think Toronto gets them out. Okay, so I I have it. I have it three one shock. But see, I have it three one there because I'm needing to go in and and maximize my points, and I would be happy if Toronto proves me wrong. I just there's a lot more has to go right for Toronto, but I think Toronto like. When we've seen Toronto pull all the pieces together, right? Like everything goes right. Toronto is a very, very good team. What we saw Vancouver 
do with the shock, and Vancouver is not a good team, I think introduces this possibility that Toronto can take advantage of. Now, is it the shock playing down and not taking the Titans seriously, and so therefore <clears throat> I'm being fooled? Maybe. But I, I just feel if Toronto can pull everything together, they have a but chance. When when did they do this? When was the last time they, they were able to do that? Like where are you? I going? don't know, never. But but maybe today, maybe this weekend oh, is. Yeah, it. <clears throat> I, I don't remember uh, when was the last time we saw Toronto be that mm-hmm. exceptional team that you believe that they're capable of being. Because I'm start of the season. Toronto uh, for me, but like I think it's on the map by map basis. I'm going to pick them dominant map because we. I think that we've seen them dominate on every mode. In different rounds or different right? at, at some different point games in different rounds, but I think like we have different games, different rounds, but I think we've seen them have these dominant periods, but they are very up and down. Like Toronto mm-hmm. Defiance, like a roller coaster, right? And and I feel that in a peak, if they can stitch these things together, <sighs> if they can figure what the out that is. That elevates. Well, going them. by that, I mean, I mean, the Titans took a map from the shock, right? And I can wall Well, if they do this every map. Then they're in a, well, a, no, a, but I mean, just a week ago, the Vancouver Titans arguably should have beaten the Houston Outlaws. I, I are the Houston Outlaws a, a no? Because you ha- you have to follow team? through, and I I don't remember if if do they even have like a a, a win against a good team this year? I was going to say who? No, the, the Defiant or the Outlaws? Defiant. Hmm. I'm going through the weeks, and I I can't find any. Uh, yeah, great. I see a win against like. Uh, uh, Excelsior, and so the funny thing with Toronto, and the not so funny thing, is <laughs> I went into not this season but last season the uh, the Sato team season, <clears throat> saying after the first week, saying Toronto looked good, but they clearly had some synergy problems. Everyone on the team wasn't on the same page. If they can fix that, they can turn a corner and be a really dominant team. They never fixed that last season. I'm okay, starting to I, see I, a I, lot I, of the same this season, where it feels like we yeah. see these sparks of joy where they're really good and the team works together and everything just coalesces and they are dominant and you can't yeah. touch them. And can't. it just doesn't seem like they're putting the pieces together consistently. I can confirm they haven't beaten one team that, like, uh, wasn't below them. Or that uh, that's like a good team. Because when they, I went through the entire schedule, not okay, once. They, if okay, I mean, and that's fair. That's completely fair. I just, I feel Toronto. Yes, Toronto is needing to figure a lot out. This is not something like don't take what I've said and run to the bank with it and throw don't your life it, savings please. on it. <laughs> <clears throat> but is it, it? I think it's fair to say that Toronto is sort of in the middle of this pack, and they have the ability to go one way or the other. Yes, they're beating the teams they have to beat, right? They are beating those teams. The teams they're losing against, some of these teams, they need to go in a little bit better, and they're showing us they don't have that in them. But it's not that's not consistent. We see some consistent efforts that don't work out. And I, I feel that there is an opportunity for Toronto to take advantage of a team like the Shock. The Shock are not infallible, as we know. It's just they – who have the Shock had to play 
you know, twice this stage? Uh, Vancouver. Hmm. Right? Like, but Chalk are like 11 and 0. So. No, but going back to last, like, last stage. I mean, I just feel the shock are a team that they can beat. I would actually, I would, I, if this was the Glads, if this so. were they played shock last week, I, and it was Glads. This, I don't, I have, don't see they beat the Glads whatsoever. No chance in hell. I don't think they can beat the shock. I don't either. <laughs> Man, who are you, Sam? I don't think they can beat the shock. I'm, they, they have like okay. hater. I'm looking at the evidence. Teams that could beat it. the shock right now: Los Angeles Gladiators, hey, Soul Dynasty. You. You take you take Dallas those facts. And on a okay. good day, and that's yeah, it. on a good day, I'll take you, it. You take those facts. You know, just I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna believe the alternative like, facts. Is that how it works? <laughs> I I am looking. I don't know. I mean, ultimately, what what do we all have? We have the or so we have the Toronto Defiant losing in our pickums. I'm simply <laughs> I'm I'm simply saying. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me there's a chance, but going to the Vancouver Titans and Washington Justice. Um, Okay. See, this is the opposite. I, I, I'm giving this to Washington, but to me, kick him off the show. But to me, what a, yeah, what a traitor. Well, no, I feel that the Vancouver, the Vancouver Titans, they need to win before I'm going to trust that they can win. Hey, Vancouver in this stage, performing just as well as the Defiant against top teams, maybe better. <laughs> the results, at least taking maps off, the same, them. but they're at least yeah. like they're looking competitive. Mm. Yeah. So I, I mean I have it th- I have a three two for the justice I have a three two for the justice um, I have a I have a three one for the Titans three, I feel one. like <clears throat> exactly I feel like the Titans if you watch uh, Naruto it's a Rockley moment there's this there's this guy who's been you know working out his entire life with huge weights right and this is the moment where they take them off you fight like the shock the gladiators. Uh, the fuel, and finally you get somebody that you can beat. And I feel like this is it. This is where they they come to their own. They have a really easy schedule uh, in the next stage compared to this one. And if they want to have like a good, you know, momentum going in there, I feel like this is the perfect team that they could have gotten, except maybe the Defiant, but... Uh... <laughs> They don't have them this year, but okay, not not in this stage. But um, I feel like the Justice are are a perfect uh, team to 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 get here. Not too bad, not great either. So we'll see. <laughs> a, a ringing endorsement for the Titans. Honestly, <laughs> they can be yeah. the team that's not too. Uh, great, this is but... this this is as good as I can give them right so, now. I was gonna say, I think it was the episode that uh, you weren't on uh, Omni. I had made the claim that prior to recent games, I thought Houston was a good stretch goal for Vancouver. A good team that they had a chance of beating, albeit a small one, and they really would need to work up to that. Sorry, I'm Mm -hmm. also trying to fight my cat off right here, so that's why I'm kind of (laughs) stretching. Anyways, um, I no longer think that's the case, given how Houston has performed this stage. Yeah, But if we look a few slots below them, there are three teams in the Washington Justice, the Toronto Defiant, and the Florida Mayhem. And I think all of those teams should be within Vancouver's sights. Yes, it's going to be a stretch. <clears throat> yes, they're going to have to push. 
and improve quite a bit. But if I'm Depay and I'm trying to set goals for the team, there are teams that are unreachable. There are teams that you're not going to stand a chance against. And there are teams that you might. If you get the right meta, you get the right breeze up your skirt, and you get the right clicks on heads, you can do it. And I think that Washington and Toronto in particular are going to be those teams. Florida is a little bit higher of a tier than I think Washington and Toronto, even though Florida has also been struggling this this stage. But I think that Washington and Toronto are both within Vancouver's reach. I agree. So I had a 3-2 for the Justice. 3-1 for the Titans from Omni. Yeah. I've I've three two for Vancouver. You got it. Unless they see nine, and then I'm I'm not accountable for that. I'm <laughs> well, not accountable I mean, which, for those. To be honest, Char- 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 Charlie Niner is uh, friends with yeah. Vancouver. I think they get box seats at Canucks games or something. But you know, we're not the only ones who are like, hey, there there might be a chance. I don't know if you guys caught Plat Chat, but um, only yeah, Avril says Justice win, and I was so. excited. I, and and over on Platchat, they are very down on Washington right now, and they are equally as down on Toronto. Like the those two teams right now, I I said it kind of in passing earlier when we were talking about Toronto. It's unfortunate they are the toilet bowl teams right now. Toronto and Washington, the two of them, every match they're in is like, what's happening here? Even like from a Paris standpoint, if you're a Paris fan, that game was exciting. Because Paris put up a great fight against Toronto. If you're a Toronto fan, you expected better, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, I, it's I, always I completely a matter agree, of expectations. Yeah, totally. But if ter- Toronto and Washington are the toilet bowl, like, what does that make of Vancouver? But that's exactly it. Is you have, yeah, you have no expectations brush? for Vancouver. So when they do well, again, it's expectations, like you guys were just saying, it's impressive, right? Yeah. Is it is it to the point where we hope it's actually at a live event and uh, just like the Shanghai Dragons when they got their first win, it was the you know celebratory hold up the trophy and <laughs> the Shanghai much. Dragons have turned things around be, considerably. But like mm, that Dragons first win, amazing. let me tell Pretty you, much. Yep. everyone went mad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're gonna take ourselves a short break while we lock those pickums in, and then dive into the fray. go through our week in review so uh kicking things off uh, back on july 1st canada day where the philadelphia fusion and the hangzhou spark the philadelphia fusion beat the spark 3-2 and then the chengdu hunters beat the charge 3-1 swinging out west on canada day you had the london spitfire uh, beat the paris eternal handily 3-0 you had the Houston Outlaws beat the Atlanta Reign 3-2. And as we already know, the Los Angeles Gladiators beat the Toronto Defiant 3-1. Heading back <coughs> east on Saturday, you had the Seoul Dynasty beat the Guangzhou Charge 3-0. The Chengdu Hunters handle the Los Angeles Valiant 3-0. 
And the Shanghai Dragons righted the ship by beating the Philadelphia Fusion 3-0. Coming out west, as we know, Shock handled the Titans quite easily with a 3-0 victory. The Glands beat the Justice 3-1. And the Paris Eternal fell to the Toronto Defiant 3-2. Wrapping up the weekend out east was the Soul Dynasty beating the Spark 3-0. The Dragons beating the Valiant 3-0. The Spitfire beat the Justice 3-2. The Fuel got by the New York Excelsior 3-2. The Florida Mayhem beat and somewhat surprising Boston Uprising 3-2. I had a bounce back week, which means I'm going to have a horrible one next week. (laughs) So, I mean, I got, uh, what, uh, 20, 34 points over the course of... uh, from both? Yeah, I got 19 out of the West and 15 out of I got 16 out of the East and 23 out of the West. Holy I got 29 smokes. total. 20 out of the West, 9 out of the East. East bombed me. Ooh. I said I wasn't picking Shanghai, so I and I did 40. not, so I screwed myself. <laughs> yeah. I. So, yeah, I mean, what hurt me was the fusion. Mm. The fusion hurt me both ways. One, by beating the Spark, and two... By losing to the yeah, Dragons. the only game I'm red on is the Fusion versus Spark. I got I had it three two the other way, so I was really close to an entirely green weekend. But everything, you know, um, yeah, you know, yeah. Looking out west, I mean, really, the only matchup I got wrong was the the Glad's Defiant. Um, I just missed out on on uh, points here and there because I got the double points, uh, like the three points on that one. <laughs> oh well, so yeah. Who would you okay? Did you put three two fuel? No, Excelsior? no. I got three zero. Oh, okay, I thought you no, said the double. No, I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, I meant I the three zero points two. for the Defiant Gladiators uh, match. Oh, I did too. Okay, actually. okay, okay. Three points yeah, on yeah, that yeah. one. But uh, no, like that. The New York oh, Excelsior yeah, going uh, three two against the fuel. I mean, I look at all of the the results, and that's the one that I just don't get. It's you, you know, it, New York is such a forgettable team that I, I, I always need to be reminded that they're playing in NA. Yeah. Anyway, uh, kicking things off for the final uh, weekend of action, going into the midseason madness. Uh, if we head out east, the uh, Guangzhou Charge will be taking on the Philadelphia Fusion. Followed by the Shanghai Dragons, Chengdu Hunters, coming out west on Friday. Houston Outlaws take on the New York Excelsior. The Toronto Titans, as we already know, take on the San Francisco Shock. The Atlanta Reign then take on the Paris Eternal. Back east, the Valiant take on the Dynasty. The Hunters take on the Spark. The Dragons take on the Charge. And coming back west, Titans take on the Justice. Outlaws take on the <laughs> Uprising. They take on the Gladiators. And wrapping the weekend up is the Philadelphia Fusion Soul Dynasty, Hangzhou Spark, Los Angeles Valiant. Dallas Fuel, London Spitfire, New York Excelsior, and the Boston Uprising. Oh, nasty stretch of games. I actually don't know sort of standings in the East, but like the yeah, West is completely. locked in, is it not? Everyone below Toronto is not making it. Yeah, there's there's no possible way anymore because Washington is the only team that's yeah, it's just that's close, it's just and they only have one more match. So even if they win, they won't have enough wins to pass Toronto. Hmm. Um, the East, I believe we are only looking at the final spot, I think, the number four position. Um, it's really yeah, up, it's to, up to, the, up the to Chengdu to, to take it. 
And even if you look at the, you know, strictly the wins column, then Philly actually has less than Chengdu, but they have more points. So. Bonus points. Um, yeah. yeah. Games to watch. Anything jump out to you guys? Uh, not much. I mean, Vancouver and, and Washington, either way, we're going to watch. Good point. But, uh, London versus Dallas might be interesting. That's the one, uh, that's the one I've yeah. got locked. Uh, I'm like, well, okay. I have London winning. I mean, look at the number really? of people going off on, on the Reinhardt uh, BAP combo. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. Deepay sort of talk about it. Uh, Pre <laughs> is going nuts. Um, Christopher... China, like there's a number of people are chiming in like the What is wrong? Like, oh, they need to, it's overtuned. If it was seriously overtuned, why is mm-hmm. there only one team doing it? Like, I, I feel like anyone who might go and say that comp's broken either is doing one of two things, one lying or two, yeah, not yeah. doing their job well enough to take advantage of whatever mm-hmm. London seems to know that everyone else well, seems to know. Saying this about, the top top teams like nobody's saying san francisco is dominating because they're strictly playing this rhine and la is not although they have a pretty strong rhine and reiner um they just don't have a chat exactly it's it's just like for whatever reason london is just (laughs) dominating at this kind of one style and they really make it work um yeah i have london winning 3-1 so well Mm. 3-1 too yeah i haven't I haven't locked in those picks mm, quite yet. I'm, not. I'm leaning towards Dallas. I, I can't see them not having a bounce back. Three, two, three, one, even. I'm excited. Not, not said yet. See the, but the question mark here is like really, it's London. Like, how can you bet against London with how London is currently playing? Yeah, uh, confirmation biases, maybe. I don't. Know. No, but I mean, I agree. Like, I think Dallas, Dallas should be the team that wins here. But this London factor Dallas is... has been struggling, though. Like, yes, they got a 3-2 win over New York, but that was a, an iffy one. Yes, they got a 3-0 win over the Titans, but, you know, that was the Titans. And then before that, Titans. I mean, they had a 3-0 win over Florida. Florida's been on the backslide as well. Um, they had a 3-0 loss against the Rain, and then a 3-0 loss against San mm. Francisco. So... I mean, if you if you look at standings, I mean, Atlanta is below London right now. Obviously, that doesn't mean a ton, but yeah. well, if London beats Dallas, they they oh. leapfrog Dallas. <laughs> they do in the you standings. <laughs> they become the, the third best team. <laughs> that's wow. that's comical. Right. Right, and then well, yes, the Outlaws could technically get up their own points too. The outlaws mm-hmm. be lacking a win, right? I mean, it, and, and and yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, you think about it, like how London's performed. You know, the midseason mm-hmm. madness really has, has been their state. Is this the result of? I guess the results of the the standings after this weekend set who picks their opponents, correct, for the next tournament. I think, yeah, I think so, yeah. So that could be interesting then, because that could mean that, uh, well, what's the more advantageous spot to be in? I think if you're in fourth, you basically get given your opponent, whereas if you're in third, you get to pick one of two, right? So that's yeah, that's honestly a exactly. pretty important win. 
If London gets it, they at least have a choice in who they play. If Dallas gets it, then London gets stuck with whoever, whoever, uh, they face off against. See, but if you're, if you're London, right, let's say, you know, let's say Dallas beats London. London could technically then drop, um, below, like, you know, conceivably here, London could go all the way to the bottom if they were to lose. Hmm. I mean, it would require many different things to go. Like Tor- Tor- Toronto would have to beat the Sharks. Yeah, okay, you're Toronto's right because Atlanta still has a game to play, I, I mean, we, and Houston plays two games this weekend. So th- there is some movement that could still happen. Yeah, I mean, are, is is Florida going to beat no. the Glads? And I mean, okay, I, I'll be on the same side as you. <laughs> Toronto's not going to beat the Shock. So really, all that London can do is potentially drop down to the the sixth spot. But if you were London. I can't imagine any team really want. Yeah, we like we'd like London, please. Do you think like even if London was at the bottom, number eight? Do you think there'd be a team out there say no? Yeah, I think give you're us picking the Toronto. Fire. Honestly, yeah, you're picking. You're pick London. No matter where, if London is a team, unless that can you're get Chris, picked. and then you're never picking Toronto, Curtis. They're so good. I, I actually, I could <laughs> definitely are. see it being. They scare me. I pick Toronto over. I pick oh, okay. London. Let me. I'm not that. I think the yeah, two no. teams that are going to get picked first are Toronto and Florida. I think they're clearly the weakest. Yeah. After that, it's probably a toss-up between Atlanta, Houston, London, who you pick. Dallas is a question mark, though, too, because oh, Dallas has not been great lately. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just I, – but do you, like, if you had a choice of those three – do you pick London first or second? Oof. I just feel that Lon- the yeah. way London's playing right now, unless you're like, we'd like to get them out of the way so mm-hmm. we don't have to see them ever. I don't know. Yeah, I could I could see teams wanting maybe Atlanta. Like, let's be honest. It would be shocking if Houston doesn't get two wins this weekend, which is going to make them look scarier than I think they are. Um, but I don't know who you pick out of London, Houston, Atlanta. You know, London is, I don't know, who knows what people are scrimming and everything. London could be the, the pick if you have a counter, right? I'm afraid of Kai more than I'm afraid of. Good point. Good point. No, but like, but you, you know, the thing about London is what you like, what you don't know about them. Like, I mean, they're, they're an open book. But for some reason, that that book, (laughs) it's nailed (laughs) to the desk, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, like, I mean, is there a team that is more predictable right now than London? More predictable? Like you, like what does London serve up? Uh, the Rhine. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, you could say, okay, well, if I see Mirren with the Titans or what, you happened, won't, you know, no, but, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I see, I see right, the no, example like, here. Right. Like what London is giving you, you know what to expect, you know what they're going to do. And for some reason or another, no mm-hmm. team has quite figured out how to, yeah, close the book. The, it's nailed to the table. No one's figuring that out yet. Anyhow, could you imagine a world where London somehow oh, wins the midseason madness? That would make their tournament? fans insufferable. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I can't see it. No, I'm not saying no, it's going to happen, I, but <laughs> but if it did, like if it if the planets were to align and the gravitation pull was such that ha- Chatty's hammer, grew, I kind of give Toronto more chances. His charges to win it. True and 
Oh, anywho. Um, as far as Pickens are concerned, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much done for this stage because my 51 points just ain't anything near enough. Like That that missed week hurt yeah, me so crystal bad. Those hurt us. the most. Crystal ball screwed us in that first round. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's then crystal balls. Oh, okay. N- different. Right. <laughs> right. Totally 24 different. 24 points for totally free. Than, I'm, I'm at 81 yeah. points right now, it looks like. Yeah. yeah you're a point ahead uh, on me. Uh, oh, yep. There's the leaderboard. Oh, look at that. Um, this weekend I'm really was up. great for you. Yeah, almost 40 Holy points. Cow. Back to form. <laughs> Gonna fall fall right off <laughs> next weekend again. Come on, Vancouver. And then a, a couple uh, final uh, notes before we look to wrap up the show. Uh, Boston has added a player in Seeker. Um, I get it. You're trying to mix things up. You've, you know, last week seen Huck depart. Now you're playing around with what you got, working with what's available. <laughs> Um, and then Paris, I said Kutzich, you know, he uses tune loosely. Um, they lost him a big of their assistant coach, uh, because he needs to go and fulfill his military service, um, which is a player of, uh, you know, Korean descent is a requirement. Like there are only a, a number of different scenarios that get you out of that. And being the assistant coach of the Paris Which journal is not one of them. <laughs> There's still Paris right now. And, uh, I mean, it's not really news, but Halo's retired, semi-retired again. <laughs> really? I, I missed that. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know if you caught wind of it, but apparently, um, depending on your perspective, he got baited into uh, breaking uh, uh, player signings that were clearly not broken, but he Sorry. completely got baited. What? Essentially. I, I saw you, his you know about retirement announcement, but I did not hear about this. Okay, so I, I I don't know the whole story simply because it's just it it didn't include um, anything that would be at all <laughs> interesting to me. Uh, nothing to do with the Toronto Defiant. Nothing to do with the Vancouver Titans. But ultimately. He got into his own sort of trouble. You know how Halo will say, oh, uh, sources say, and mm-hmm. then he, he plays with his words so that there's different levels of, you know, yeah. lock it in mm-hmm. without saying it's locked in. And he went and he, he was fed some information. He made it public only to then have said player mm-hmm. not go to team he said they would go because the people who fed him the information wanted to ah, throw him were, off the They were the set. baiting him kind of thing. I see. I see. Yes. Aye, aye, aye. And, and so. He felt burned he, or something. You know, got, he, got, he got it wrong or whatever. But, like, you know. Like who? This isn't the first time Halo has come out with the, hey, I'm going to take some time off for reasons like. His tweets is like, oh, he's got a new non-esports job. Hey, yeah, your real life. That gets in the way. So he's going to enjoy taking a step back from Al and only focus on the big moves and F1. content creation. <laughs> uh, then, he, yeah. then he goes and says if uh, he'll still be in the scene with the odd report um, and follows it up with it. If it ain't big, I ain't reporting. So 
you know, if that he's not leaking, where are we going to get all of our information to speculate about? Just, just call me anytime. All the leakers tell me secrets. Yep. I bet they do. Go and get the greatest uh, yeah, leaks. That's right. One man that's right. Point. One man watch point. That's where to find it. Yeah. So as we look to uh, wrap things up, uh, what final words of wisdom do you all have uh, this week for everyone? I just want to um, tell everyone happy national Hawaii day. And, and you know, we're talking about project Aloha and notice this uh, national Hawaii holiday. It's a thing. Cool. And that's it. <laughs> I didn't know that. And uh, yeah. Okay, National Hawaii yeah. Day. So, I'm trying to it's wrap my mind around a, a, a national holiday a, for a like single state. The Kingdom of Hawaii was a nation at one point, but they're a state. <laughs> so, well, it is observed every July 5th to celebrate becoming the 50th state of the U.S. So, however, statehood was officially granted on August 21st, 1959. So it doesn't even match. <laughs> That's weird. But yeah, mm. although like people are listening uh, to it on July 6th. Well, happy day after National Hawaii Day <laughs> for us, our listeners. Well, if, if you can get away with that, then then I will say happy yeah. Canada Day and happy 4th of July to any Americans out there, even if it's not such a happy time in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. How, about, how about you, Chris? What What joy can you bring us today? Well, um, Ham Sand walked into a bar, asked for a drink. Bartender turns says, we don't serve food here. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, I like that. I have to admit, I wasn't prepared this week, so that one was pure on Google, and it's the first one that came up, but I thought it was a pretty decent one. Fair enough. <laughs> I and, and let's be honest. How can I beat National Hawaii True. Day? You, you can't. can't. You just can't. National Hawaii Day. Oh, man. So, as always, if you get to this point of the show and it's now time to let us know all about everything that we've said, all the hot takes that are wrong, the fact that I'm a believer of Toronto Defiant winning everything, including being the San Francisco Shock 2 nothing, uh, you can you know give us your opinion uh, in uh, RSP discord, discord slash ready set pwn, or you can follow us on Twitter at ready set pwn there and facebook.com slash ready set pwn. You can find us uh, pretty much in every podcast application. And I would imagine if at this point of the show you've reached here, you listen to us regularly and you've already subscribed. So I'm going to task you to go and find someone else to subscribe to tell a friend about us. I'm sure they don't want to hear about doesn't matter. But hey, the three of us have fun, and I think I think everyone you know wants to have a little fun once in a while. So uh, get them to tune in. Uh, we'll be back again next week to talk a little bit about what went down this weekend, what's going to be happening with Project Loha, uh, what the Vancouver Titans might be up to for the next uh, few weeks as they get some time off, much needed, obviously. And uh, the Toronto Defiant uh, book some uh, some tickets. Although I would imagine if they're smart, they're going to go and drive down across the border <laughs> and fly. And then fly. Um, and then fly from the U.S. Yeah. Sorry. One thing we didn't talk about. Did you hear about uh, the riot thing? Uh, riot I did not hear about the riot thing. Of whatever league tournament they were going to be having in Toronto. 
So potentially hmm. could mean things for Overwatch. Anyways, that's that's about as much as I know about it. I just saw it on Twitter. Wait, but. how how does that like uh like seconds ago <laughs> we know nothing. Tune in to one man watch point to learn more. Like that. I just saw it on uh on Twitter the other day that uh yeah, there there was I wasn't even aware there was going to be a league tournament or anything like that, but Riot pulled out and is moving it to somewhere just south of the border. Um, and the reason I saw it is because someone in the Overwatch scene was quote tweeting that saying, huh. I hope this doesn't mean bad news for uh, the Overwatch League. So, Well, I mean, it, for those who may not be aware, like Canada is having issues in airports right now, especially if you happen to be traveling um, internationally, but domestically is no, mm-hmm. no better. I've heard some pretty tough stories. Um, Toronto being the major airport yeah. in Canada. I mean, they, they're the largest airport. Most air traffic mm-hmm. is feeling the brunt of it. Um, so it, it's sorry to drop that bomb while you were wrapping the show. I totally it just slipped my mind until now. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I mean, great, great <laughs> yeah, time totally. for it to, to come out. Right. Title of the episode yeah. right there. This, this thing we didn't, we weren't prepared <laughs> to talk about, but, uh, yeah. Anywho. Um, so yeah. On behalf of Omni at Omni Strike, myself, Chris at Lightforce, and Jordan Answer, Dr. J, I'm signing this episode off with Catchphrase. Thank you.